Part 9 of the Catalogue of Testimonies by Jacob Andrea and Martin Chemnitz Translated by F. Bente and W. H. T. Dow This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. 9. Although it is known and undeniable that the Godhead, together with its divine majesty, is not to be locally circumscribed by the flesh, as though it were enclosed in a vessel, as Athanasius, Origen, Gregory of Nyssa, and others correctly wrote, and as also the book of Concord expressly rejects as an error the teaching that the humanity of Christ has been locally expanded into all places, or that by the personal union the human nature in Christ has been transformed into an infinite essence. Nevertheless, since the divine and human natures are personally and inseparably united in Christ, the Holy Scriptures and the Holy Fathers testify that wherever Christ is, there is not half his person, or only one half, or only a part of his person, for instance, the divinity alone, separate and bare, minus and without his assumed humanity, personally united thereto, or separated from it, and outside of the personal union with the humanity, but that his entire person, namely, as God and man, according to the mode of the personal union with the humanity, which is an inscrutable mystery, is everywhere present in a way and measure which is known to God. Ephesians 4.10 He ascended up far above all heavens, that he might fill all things. This Ecumenius explains thus, For indeed he long ago filled all things with his bare divinity, and having become incarnate, that he might fill all things with his flesh, he descended and ascended. And Theophylact, on the same passage, in order that he might fill all things with his dominion and working, and that in the flesh, since even before he filled all things with his divinity. These things, however, are against Paul of Samosata and Nestorius. Leo, Epistle 10 The Church Catholic lives and advances in this faith, that in Christ Jesus there is believed neither the humanity without the true divinity, nor the divinity without the true humanity the same in Discourse 3 on the Passion. This the Catholic faith teaches, this it requires, that we know that in our Redeemer two natures have united, and that while their properties remained, such a union of both substances has occurred, that from the time in which the Word became flesh in the womb of the Blessed Virgin, we are not to think of God without this, that He is man, nor of the man without this, that He is God. In the same place, each nature, by distinct operations, declares its genuineness, but neither separates itself from connection with the other. Here nothing belonging to the one is lacking to the other. But God assumed the entire man, and so united himself to man and man to himself, that each nature is in the other, and neither passed into the other with the loss of its own attributes. But since in this article such teaching is especially directed to the end that we may know where we should seek and may apprehend the entire person of the Mediator, God and man, the Book of Concord, as also all other Holy Fathers, directs us not to wood or stone or anything else, but to that to which Christ has pointed and directed us in and with His Word. Cyril, Book 2, John, Chapter 32 the garments of Christ were divided into four parts, and his mantle alone remained undivided. 
which I may say was a sign of a mystery. For the four quarters of the world brought to salvation have shared the garment of the word, that is, his flesh, among themselves in such a way that it has not been divided. For the only begotten, passing into each so as to be shared by each, and sanctifying their soul and body by his flesh, is in all indivisibly and entirely, since, being one, he is everywhere in no manner divided. Theophylact on John chapter 19. Therefore the holy body of Christ is indivisible, being divided and distributed among the four quarters of the earth, for both being distributed among them individually and sanctifying the soul of each one with the body, the only begotten is by his own flesh entirely and indivisibly in all, being everywhere. For he has been in no wise divided, as Paul also exclaims. Chrysostom, homily 17, ad Hebraicos. Since he is offered up in many places, are there many Christs? Not at all. But the one Christ is everywhere, being completely here and completely there, one body. For as he who is offered in many places is one body, and not many bodies, so is he also one sacrifice. He is that high priest of ours who has offered the sacrifice that cleanses us. We also now offer that which having been then offered was not consumed. This is done in remembrance of that which was then done. This do, says he, in remembrance of me, for we do not make another sacrifice as the high priest, but always the same. We rather bring about a remembrance of the sacrifice. Note, against the propitiatory sacrifice of the mass of the papists. Conclusion Christian reader, these testimonies of the ancient teachers of the Church have been here set forth not with this meaning, that our Christian faith is founded upon the authority of men. For the true saving faith is to be founded upon no church teachers, old or new, but only and alone upon God's Word, which is comprised in the scriptures of the holy prophets and apostles, as unquestionable witnesses of divine truth. But because fanatical spirits, by the special and uncanny craft of Satan, wish to lead men from the holy scriptures, which, thank God, even a common layman can now profitably read, to the writings of the fathers and the ancient church teachers as into a broad sea, so that he who has not read them cannot therefore precisely know whether they and their writings are, as these new teachers quote their words, and thus is left in grievous doubt. We have been compelled by means of this catalogue to declare and to exhibit to the view of all that this new false doctrine has as little foundation in the ancient pure church teachers as in the holy scriptures, but that it is diametrically opposed to it. Their testimonies they quote in a false meaning, contrary to the will of the fathers, just as they designedly and wantonly pervert the simple, plain, and clear words of Christ's testament and the pure testimonies of the holy scriptures. On this account the book of Concord directs everyone to the holy scriptures and the simple catechism, for he who clings to this simple form with true, simple faith provides best for his soul and conscience, since it is built upon a firm and immovable rock. Matthew 7 and 17, Galatians 1, Psalm 119. End of Part 9 End of the Catalogue of Testimonies by Jacob Andrea and Martin Chemnitz 
Translated by F. Bente and W. H. T. Dow. Recording by Jonathan Lang.